all you wonderful reinventors. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I'm the founder of this podcast and the founder of CoveyClub.com. And your local or international reinvention guru. I have learned so much about reinvention accidentally because I had to reinvent myself, of course, several times in my career running magazines. Um, but the last time I had to reinvent myself was when they folded my last magazine, which was More Magazine, and I had to open up Covey Club. But it's been a wonderful transition. Um, the only thing I've learned is don't reinvent by yourself. Reinvent with others. It's a lot better. So mosey on over to CoveyClub.com. If you're a serious reinventor, check out all the free content and downloads and essays and how-tos we have there. And then come and join us. It's a really great thing to have very smart, accomplished women work with you while you're reinventing. So today I have for you a wonderful woman who can help you with your reinvention. One of the very first things I was told, gosh, I think it was the first year that I went out on my own. I was told, even if you don't have the money, you must hire a VA. And of course I couldn't, I didn't have the money. I struggled, I did everything myself. And this woman kept pushing me, pushing me. She's like, you're never gonna get anywhere until you hire a VA. And I was like, but I can't afford one. Anyway, she pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. I finally did. And boy, that did change my life. I am a convert. I do believe that if you are going to go out on your own, you must learn how to do this and force yourself to do it even when you don't have the money or think you don't have the money. Um, it does make you into a multi-headed hydra instead of the individual struggling. So um, here is Christy Yoder, Yoder, who is a Filipina based in Ohio. She's the founder and CEO of a virtual assistant agency, Smart VAs, that's virtual assistants and host of the Master Delegator podcast. And you can find her at smartvirtualassistance.com. And she's gonna walk you through not only her reinvention coming to the States, but all the ins and outs of hiring a VA, why to do this kind of VA, not that kind of VA, how to know what to delegate, um, and why hire a Filipina uh, VA versus others. She's really a master. She understands it all. Um, and I'm hoping that when you're done with this podcast, you either have a VA or you will have one very shortly so that you can get on with your reinvention. So here she is. So Christy, thank you for coming to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. So I wanted to talk about your personal reinvention and how you ended up doing what you did. Um, and then I also want to talk about when women decide to go out on their own, you know, when money is tight, the last thing they think they can do is hire help. And yet mm -hmm. we know that that's one of the most important things towards making a business actually fly, right? So let's talk a little bit about your um, history. Give me an idea. Where did you grow up and uh, what did you set out to do? Um, and you're still very young, so you're still on your <laughs> but talk about Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I love sharing my story. So thank you for allowing me to do that here on your podcast. So um, my name is Christy Yoder. I was born and raised in the Philippines, in Manila, Philippines. Manila is the capital city of the Philippines. I moved to the States in 2019. Um, so I'm only 
I've been only here in the States for for about four years. So when I was still in the Philippines, I worked for different corporate companies, but my last one was a non-profitable organization. And I met my husband and we got engaged when I was still in the Philippines. And my, my husband is American. And so when he uh, when he went to the Philippines, you know, a few times, he said that he didn't want to to live there because it's really very different from the kind of life that we have here in the States right now. Um, and so I decided to to leave my my job at that time. And but before leaving uh, my job, I, I thought I told myself that if I am going to start my own family and move to to a new country, there's going to be a lot of adjustments that I'm going to have to to make. And so I told myself that I don't want to be that type of a wife who who doesn't have time for her family, you know, even cook for breakfast or dinner or to send the kids to school. So I I I didn't want to become um that kind of um woman or or person, you know. I mean, kudos to those um wives who are who are doing that, but for me personally, um I really value my time with my family, even with my friends and and my loved ones. And so when I when I um decided to get married, I I told myself that that I want to work from home. I want to be able to take care of my 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 husband and and my future kids. And so, um, that that is why I have my own business right now. So during that time, twenty nineteen, um, I mean twenty that that was around twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. During that time, uh, virtual assistants are becoming more and more popular. So I tried that you know, kind of career. And when I moved to the States, I already had a couple of clients and the type of person I am, like I can easily get along with anybody. Um, I'm, I'm very outgoing. So when I meet somebody, uh, we easily connect. And so when I moved to the States, I was able to build my network of businesses mm-hmm. um, or business owners. And and they they liked me for some reason and they wanted to to uh, to hire me as their as their VA and during that time I couldn't say no to them you know I just moved to a new country I feel like it feels like if I say no to them it, it it's kind of like rejecting them and that's how I would feel as well you know if somebody says no to me I would feel rejected because I don't want anybody to say no to me so that was my mindset right. when I moved to the state so I kept on saying yes even to my to my current clients during that time and even to new clients. So I got so stressed and overwhelmed and to the point where I was like, why am I even doing this business in the first place? So there was a day I sat down and just really reevaluate, you know, what I wanted for my life. And that's when I was reminded that, hey, you started becoming a virtual assistant because you said you wanted to have more time with your with your loved ones. But that is the very thing that you're not able to do right now because you kept on saying yes to those people and so after that day I told myself that there's gotta be you know something I can do so I thought about reaching out to my friends in the Philippines um, who are also freelancers at that time and I reached out to them and then I hired them to become my team members and so I hired one full-time virtual assistant and after like like within 90 to or 30 to 90 days, like I was able to 10x my business. And that's because I became um, 
the CEO of my business. I'm not the one uh, in it anymore. Like I'm not the one doing the tasks and the projects. I am now the one running it. And that really helped me say yes to a lot of clients without saying no to them. You know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person who don't, who don't want to miss out on opportunities. And right. so, and so I made a way to, uh, to make sure that I can say yes to opportunities, but at the same time, I'm able to, to leave out, you know, what I want for my life. That's fabulous. And so you basically took what you did and your overflow work and turned it into a business. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. And so give me an idea of how many VAs you um, represent and what kind of work do they do? Yeah, so um, at the moment, we have 70 plus team members. And most of the things that we're doing for our clients are mainly marketing support. Um, But my VAs can do different tasks from admin to social media, graphics, video editing, podcast management, website editing, SEO, and even Google ads. So um, we, um, we aim to support overwhelmed businesses so that they can, you know, get back the time that they need to do the things that matter the most in their personal and professional life. And, you know, um, just by hiring people to help me in the business, just by knowing what I want for myself. Last year, I was able to also hire my husband full-time in my business. So he's now- Oh, you hired your husband. You, I, I hired my husband. Who would have Who would have thought, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm from the Philippines. Like most people, they think that, oh, somebody's marrying- an American from the Philippines, maybe she only wanted money from that guy, but That's hey, hilarious. I'm a living testimony that it's not true for, for many, you know, Filipinos, you know, so I hired my, I hired my husband full time. He's the one editing my podcast and he is our culture ambassador. Very funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> so when people come to you, what do you find is the biggest barrier to actually hiring a VA? What do people not know? What do they get wrong? What would you like them to understand better? I think when they hire a virtual assistant, they don't have an idea that they need to prepare a standard operating procedure or like a document that that teaches their VA, you know, how they like something done. I think there is a there is a misconception that when you hire a virtual assistant, your virtual assistant is going to do everything for you already without even your guidance. Oh, and, wow. and 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 that is actually not true because when you work with people, that means you gotta have to train them and and you need to communicate with them. Even the most skilled virtual assistant out there, you still need to train that VA because the way how the VA works is different from how a business owner works so there's still gotta be even just a tiny bit of training or guidance that you need to provide to your virtual assistant so i think that's the very first uh, that's the very first thing second is that they think that vas can give them sales or return on investment you know which is uh, partly true, but virtual assistants are not strategies. They are implement implementers. They execute the strategies of the business right. owner. While there are virtual assistants out there who can do strategies, but there's that's not really their their strength. You know, they're there to support the business owner. And so most business owners they think that when they hire when they hire a virtual assistant today, tomorrow 
tomorrow they will be they they will be able to see money in their bank account. They want oh overnight over they want overnight success. You know, oh so goodness. your virtual assistant cannot guarantee sales for you. The only thing that the only return on investment that the virtual assistant can give a business owner is that the business owner would be able to have more time and freedom and flexibility to do the things that they need to do um, either in their personal or professional life. And I think also um, most businesses, they hire virtual assistants when it's too late already, when, when their business is very messy and and cluttered um which is not which is not really wrong you know you know right. yes you can hire a virtual assistant when your business is in that state but it would have been better if you hired a virtual assistant even before things got worse and i think um it's really important for us business owners to um to know that hiring a virtual assistant is not the last solution to your problem it should be part of the solution it should be part of your of your 2023 plan or 2024 plan or strategy growth strategy um for your for your business and i think um i think they also think that vas are expensive you know it really depends on when you hire or yes. you know where you hire a VA from, and it's sometimes it's not really about the the cost, you know, because I'd rather um hire somebody who's you know a bit expensive, but if in return that VA is going to bring so much value to my business, then I would go for that VA. But if I'm just pay, but if I'm just paying for a VA for like three dollars or four dollars an hour, but that VA is not of quality, then it, it doesn't make sense. You know, even just paying three dollars or four dollars an hour, that's a waste of money already. So I'd rather pay for someone, even if it's a bit expensive, as long as that person or that VA is able to provide value to my business. What is the price range um, that people should in America be able to hire a VA for? And what is the difference between an American VA? and a VA from overseas like the Philippines. Yeah, you know what? Um, I am just the type of person that believes that geography doesn't really matter when it comes to working with virtual assistants because everybody's online now. Right. You know, like um, even, even if you want to hire somebody from, from the Philippines, you know, they are going to be following your schedule. You know, the Philippines is 12 hours um, advance. So if it's nighttime here in the States, it's morning in, in the Philippines. Um, but but I also don't want to take out, you know, jobs uh, for that. That is for, you know, Americans as well. Um, so I feel like you just really have to find the balance, whether whether you want to hire somebody from the Philipp from the Philippines or from from the States. Um, but uh, speaking of price speaking of price range um if you are hiring somebody from from the philippines um if you're hiring a contractor like a solo like a freelancer va it would range between uh $5 to let's say $15 because there are vas out there even from the philippines who are really really great um but if you are hiring somebody here from from the states i mean it'll be it'll be 50% or maybe 100% more higher than what you're going to pay uh, right. for the VA in in the Philippines. You know, it, it really depends on the type of work you need and the budget that you have. Because um, 
you know, I have mostly um, VAs from the Philippines, but I also want to help people here in the States. And as a matter of fact, I actually just hired um, a salesperson um, that's based here in the States to help me with uh, with, with our prospects and, and leads. So I think uh. it, it doesn't matter if your VA is from the States or from the Philippines. It's what you want the, the VA to do for you, what type of VA you're looking for, and what is your, your budget. Because right now, you know, location is not really... Um, a problem anymore because we all work from home just as long as the VA has a good internet connection and as long as the VA can communicate with you properly then right uh, then that 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 shouldn't be ge geographic location shouldn't be a problem right so what kind of things can you hand over to a VA what are the what are the things that you recommend that are suitable and helpful that you've seen yeah, that's a good question. I feel like most people, they'd say, oh, delegate your admin tasks because admin tasks can be really stressful sometimes, you know, who who would want to reply to 100 people, um, you know, 100 emails in a day? Like, I, I, I dread that most of the time. But, right. um, but I just have a different approach when it comes to delegation. I believe that when you, when you work, on your business or even in your business you should be doing the things that you enjoy the most and you are good at because there is no point in running your business operating your business when you don't enjoy what you're doing right you gotta have passion to do what you're doing otherwise you will easily feel stressed and overwhelmed so the way how i, I the way how i approach delegation um i list down the tasks that I am set to do, let, let's say for a quarter. And then I, re I, I evaluate which of these tasks should be uh, delegated and which tasks should be, uh, should, should be retained in my, uh, in my daily thing, daily things to do. So, um, so if you, if you have a piece of paper right now, you know, list down your goal for a quarter or for, for the entire year. And then once you have your goal set, list down the tasks that you need to do in order to set that goal, in order to achieve that goal. And then mm -hmm. once you have those tasks, you have to segregate those tasks into uh, four different categories. So the first category is um, the task that you enjoy doing and the task that you are good at. Um, that should be the task that uh, you should be doing um, at all times, you know, as a business owner. And then mm -hmm. second category, the tasks you, you enjoy doing, but you're not good at, only do that 10% of the time. And then the third category, the tasks that you don't enjoy doing, and but but you are good at, you can delegate that 90% of, of the time. So if it's a task that you think you're good at, but you don't enjoy it, like what's the point of doing it, right? Even if you're good at it, good at it if you don't enjoy it and that's actually the reason why I hired my first virtual assistant you know because I was enjoying um, working on graphics and video editing for my business at the beginning of my business but I don't enjoy taking on discovery calls like am I good uh, at it I think so you know I think I'm good at I'm good at sales you know talking to prospects and right. you know letting letting them see what 
we can offer them, but I don't enjoy it. Like who would enjoy? I mean, I just don't, you know, I don't enjoy talking to yeah. people for an hour and, yeah. you know, um, have them come to us for, for, for support. And then after that, I'm going to do some admin tasks and follow up with them, you know, like I just don't enjoy right. it, especially if you're talking to like four to five different people, you know, and right. you're talking about the same thing every time you have, you have to meet yeah. with them. And so yeah, I delegated I that, that very, very thing in my business. And I was, that's, the, that is why I was able to 10 X my business because I delegated the thing that, that I don't enjoy doing, but I know I'm good at. So I delegated that. So the last category is the thing that you don't enjoy doing and you're, you are not good at, you uh -huh. know, Get there's even it. no question, right? Delegated, you know, always delegated. Don't even try to do it because it will it will steal your joy and your peace, you know, because you're just going to be frustrated. Right, right. What about things, um, the difference between overseas and here? What are the things that you've seen um, people's businesses run into? I mean, I've I've had um, VAs from the Philippines, um, not through you, but through uh, Upwork. Mm -hmm. And they've been amazing. They've been great, but it has been difficult with some of the, you know, the time zone issues, um, the, uh, the Wi-Fi connection issues mm -hmm. um, where their Wi-Fi wasn't good enough and they couldn't be at meetings, things like that, but they were fabulously talented, incredibly mm -hmm. talented. So what, what are your sort of learning points on there for people who might be thinking of hiring somebody from the Philippines um, but need to know, you know, what are the issues? Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, I think, you know, I run a virtual assistant agency and when it comes to hiring VAs, we are very strict um, because we need to make sure that they are very dependent and reliable. So I think it's all about knowing what you want and setting expectations. So if you're, if you're the type of business owner who's, who's a type A, you know, those do dominant um I mean, those people with dominant personal personality, you would right. want your VA to be available all the, the time. Right. You know, you don't want to hear to hear a lot of, you know, alibis or reasonings. And I, I think I, I think when you're when you're that type of person, you need to make sure that you really roll up your sleeves when you are um, interviewing your your virtual assistant. I think when you interview your virtual assistant, you should be able to determine whether that virtual assistant is the right fit for your business, right. the right fit for your core values, and if that virtual assistant can do the task that you want uh, to delegate. So I think um, anywhere you go, you know, in the world, you know, there will be problems, you know, anywhere you are, even here in the States, if you hire somebody, you know, to do something for you, it's it's inevitable to, to deal with different problem so you just really got to know what's your non-negotiable and your negotiable but speaking of um, some of the things that you may encounter when you hire somebody from the Philippines so the, ver the very first thing that you're going to notice is that the internet connection is not that great especially if your virtual assistant is located in a province or in a county you know um, it's like a small town but if your virtual assistant lives you know in the city or near the city I think you wouldn't have that much problem when it comes to internet connection mm -hmm. um, and also the second thing that you may also uh, deal with is communication you know sometimes Filipinos were very hospitable yes um, 
we are people pleasers if i may yeah. say we don't like we don't like bothering somebody we will try to be as resourceful as we can but i think there is a danger when we become to people pleaser because uh sometimes we don't communicate the 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 trouble or the problems or the challenges that we're dealing with because we don't want to give the burden uh you know to our clients which is uh which is something that uh, it is important to relate to relate to clients sometimes, you know, especially when when the task is due on on a Friday morning and it's already Thursday and you're still not done with the task and you didn't and you don't want to share with the client why you're not done with the uh -huh. task yet and and it's because you know you're having trouble with your internet connection. So right. and most of the time the VA won't share that because they don't want right. to bother their their clients and they don't want to worry about that. Um, so I think that's the second thing that you're going to uh, notice, you know, when working with um, virtual assistants in, in the Philippines, you know, very hospitable, very hospitable, hospitable people pleasers and very shy to like communicate yes. what they're dealing I with. Um, yeah, very much <laughs> like Americans in your work, um, your work ethic, very, um, you know, high, high value quality um, and persistence. And, um, I think, and also you kind of, we kind of connect in our work ethic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we are very resilient actually, like, um, you know, just because of the type of living that we have in the Philippines, you know, we are trained, not really trained, forced to make do of what we have. <laughs> right. Right. I can see um, that. Yeah, and the third thing that you'd notice, you know, if when you work with uh, Filipino VAs is that, you know, there is going to be a barrier when communicating with them. You know, the way right. sometimes how you communicate to them is not going to be how it's go. It's not going to be perceived how uh, how you communicated it to them. You know, right. because still the language is is different. You know, even when I moved to the states, I couldn't understand the American humor. To me, it's very dry. You know, oh, but for other okay. yeah but for other americans it's so funny but to me i was like i just don't get it you know <laughs> <laughs> when somebody says bring down the hammer i was like what do you mean bring down the hammer like do you want me yeah. to get, give you the hammer That's or something really but but it meant it but it meant something very very different so and i and i think you know even even with people here in the states you know even though they speak the same language already yes. they still have communication problems so That's it's right. going to be going to be double of that uh, when you work with people who don't speak um you know english as their first language but um i'd say that most filipinos they speak english very very well um as compared to other people you know outside right. of the states like mexico or right. other asian countries english is like our second language uh -huh. but but all in all you know um when you find the right va in the philippines it's going to be a treasure you wouldn't right. want to let go of that person because that person is going to be very committed and loyal to your business and i think um that's one characteristic that that we have as well in the philippines we're very committed and loyal um just as long as we feel like we are being treated well as well right so what are there any sort of um points that you would want to make for people who are let's I guess we'll call this um reinventing reinventing your point of view 
on having a VA. Um, wow. What do you see as, um, you know, mistakes that people make when they, you know, you say they hire them too late and then, and then it's hard for people to clean up. They assume that the VA is going to know everything without training them. They have to do that. Yeah. Um, are there any other, you know, things, or are there any positive things that most people who have not hired a VA um, would not have expected or not thought of? That's a good question. I think for me, it's important that you don't treat your VA as a secretary. Ah, okay. Because your VA is so much more than being a secretary. Your VA is your business partner. Um, and when you communicate with your VA, don't just communicate to your VA the the task that they need to do. Communicate it in a way where they will feel motivated to finish the project or the task for you because the VA understands that, that by finishing the task, he's helping to achieve greater greater results for the business so in short what i was just trying to say is that you know when you delegate a task don't say hey i want you to do the social media for me because i just don't have time the time to do it you know don't say it like that say it in a very inspiring way like hey christy i want to delegate my social media posting uh, because i think you're you're good at it and 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 I'm not really, and I think, you know, you really create graphics very well. And a lot of our followers really like it. And our goal really is to have more followers um, for this month. So if you can create a, you know, great design for social media for me, that would be awesome. You know, like always, always, always communicate your vision, always cast out your vision, always say that, you have a goal that you want to achieve rather than just saying, hey, I want you to do, to do my social media because I don't have time, you know, right. because that would make your VA feel like, oh, so I'm just only doing this because I'm the only one who has the time, you know, right. but but if you have the time, you will not give it to me, you know, so right. always because because you're dealing with the with human beings, you know, VAs are people, you know, and when you deal with people, they have emotions, they want right. to be encouraged, they want to be inspired, they want to be motivated. And that's the same thing with us business business owners as well, right? So just like what, what they say, do to people what you want other people uh, do unto you, right? So always right. encourage your VA. And also, um, knowing really your vision for your business, that's very, very important because when you hire a virtual assistant, that is the very first thing that you need to do. You need to explain your business's goals and vision, your mission and vision right. and your core values. And you gotta you gotta give your VA time to get to know your business as well. So when you hire a virtual assistant today, give your VA three to four hours you know, to check on your website, to check on your podcast, social media, and talk to your VA, share, share your personal life with your VA if you're comfortable and ask personal questions, you know, um, to your VAs as well, because you need to have a solid relationship with your VA, because if you don't have a relationship with them, they will leave you. Right. Sometimes they'll leave you anyway. So yeah, <laughs> these young kids, these young kids, sometimes they disappear. That's just what they do. 
One last question, Christy, because it does come up where some people say, oh, why are you hiring somebody overseas? It's so exploitive. Mm-hmm. Um, what what have you, you know, what what is your rebuttal to that? That is that is a good question. And that's not actually on the first time I received that question, uh, but yeah, this I'm is sure. the second time, but I still have a hard time <laughs> knowing what how to answer that question. To me personally, I feel like my answer is going to be different than other people because I grew up in the Philippines and I know how life is in the Philippines. I understand what people in the Philippines are going through. I understand what they need and what they don't have. And that's why it's my mission to help the people in the Philippines because we are very blessed here in the States. And I feel like uh, a lot of people are not, you know, are not thinking about how grateful we are here because we can only see what's in front of us, you know, but um, with me personally, I help the people in the Philippines because I was in a place where I didn't have nothing. And now I have something, you know, I have blessings, you know, to share with them. Um, And now I feel like that's my, my mission and my calling in life. My purpose now is to be able to help out not just the people in the Philippines, but even people, you know, like third people or talents uh, living in a in an underserved um, communities, you know, people in Venezuela or Dominican Republic, you know, I want to help those people because they're the ones who need help the most. But if I was going to take off my Filipino hat, let's say I was an Amer- I was American, uh, which I'm going to be, I'm going to apply for my citizenship. Uh, here soon fabulous Uh, I would answer them differently probably I'd say that um I can I can only help people one at a time you know it doesn't mean that when I hire when I hire somebody uh from from the Philippines that doesn't mean that I am going to neglect my my fellow citizens here in the states you know because when you like for instance if when you hire somebody from the Philippines um, to do your social media for you that means you you can still hire somebody here in the states who can do the high level thinking you know because that's because I hadn't thought yeah, of it that way that's a yeah, good, very good point yeah and you can hire somebody who can do the the strategic thinking and then that high level person will you know um uh, will communicate with the VA in the Philippines and they work together they collaborate together so i don't think it's it's about exploiting people because uh, when you give, when you help them, and you have, you know, the right desire in your heart to help people, I don't, I don't think it's exploiting. Good, well, wonderful, Christy. We're at time, so can you uh, tell people where they can reach you and um, where they can follow you? Yes, um, thank you so much again for inviting me here. Um, you can go to my website, christyyoder.com, K-R-I-S-T-Y-Y-O-D-E-R.com, and you should be able to uh, to see the link to my virtual assistant agency, to my podcast, even to my Instagram, and even to my YouTube channel. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. This is really a big eye-opener for a lot of women who are thinking about how to take them their, themselves and their business to the next level. So thank you, Christy. You're welcome.
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I hope that you will give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's where it counts. Give us five stars. Tell us what you liked. Share it with friends. That's how people get to know who we are and get help with their reinventions. And again, if you're serious about reinventing, mosey on over to coveyclub.com and find all the free, fabulous content we have for you there. And scroll through the show notes in in all of our uh, podcast episodes. You are going to find so many stories of people who reinvented with so many different angles, with money, without money, with help, without help. And you're going to be so inspired. And you're going to get the how-to tips as well. So until next time, I will see you again at Reinvent Yourself with Leslie Jane Seymour. 